everyone. Welcome back to Newsies Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. I did a thing with my head when I said, hey, everyone, mm-hmm. and it hurt my neck. Well, I Doesn't feel great. I'm sorry to hear that. I have a chiropractor appointment tomorrow. It's good. It's probably fine. Just right on time, then. She can probably put it back the way it's supposed to be. Or your head will fall off. Or that. Get that ribbon out. What, what about a bandana? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would that work? Uh-huh. It would be somewhat more uh, topically relevant. Don't wash it. No. No. It doesn't work if you wash it. It does not hold. No, you need all that grime to like really stick it to your neck and grime. make sure that your head stays on. Yeah. Grime? Grime from the grave. Yep, grave grime. Yep. I have this minute, which is minute 72, starting with Bennett of the Tribune, uh-huh. which is Pulitzer continuing to introduce people, or I guess beginning, continuing beginning to introduce people to the mayor. Uh-huh. And I have it going through spot saying, because it ain't what they say. Right. Um. So... Let's talk about this poker game. Yeah, let's. So yesterday, I teased uh, Gordon Bennett, and mm-hmm. Pulitzer also teased Gordon Bennett as someone that was going to be at the at the place. So that's who the, he introduces first. Yeah, here are the people he introduces, um, and who the, he says that the, that they're from. Uh, he says Bennett from the Tribune, Taylor of the Times. He uh, pretends to choke uh, Mr. Hurst, Willie, Willie Hurst, and he says, and Gammon. He's new. He's just back from Europe. He owns the Sun. That's not quite how he says it, though. He has to think about right. what Gammon owns. Right. Well, let's talk about that. None of what he says is true. Are you serious? So, Gordon Bennett, or James Gordon Bennett Jr., was publisher of the New York Herald, which was founded by his father, uh, James Gordon Bennett Sr. So, not the Tribune. Not the, the Tribune. Herald. The Herald. Um, this guy was maybe a big jock. Okay. Uh, it says, among his many sports-related accomplishments, he organized both the first polo match okay. and the first tennis match in the United States. Oh. Uh, he personally won the first transoceanic yacht race. Okay. Which is the most white boy rich thing I've ever heard in my life. Yup. <laughs> uh, he sponsored explorers, including Henry Morton Stanley's trip to Africa, uh, to find David Livingston... And when he did, he found him, when he found him, he said famously, Dr. Livingston, I presume. Ah. So this guy sponsored that trip to go find that dude. I thought that was a thing that happened in a book. I did not know that was an actual real historical event. Yep. Okay. Uh, and the ill-fated USS Jeanette attempt on the North Pole where everyone died. Including... No, he just sponsored it. Oh, sponsored it. Um, it says, uh, Bennett often scandalized society with his flamboyant and sometimes erratic behavior. That's erratic, not erotic. Right. In 1877, he left New York for Europe after an incident that ended his engagement to socialite Caroline May. Would you like to know what that incident was? Yes, I would. According to various accounts, he arrived late and drunk to a party at their family mansion. Then he urinated into a fireplace... Or some say a grand piano. There's a big difference. Yep, in full view of his hosts. So well, he showed up late, drunk, and just peed on stuff. Peed on stuff. So he left. Uh, basically, what happened was I was like, I couldn't find where he was in 1899. So apparently, in 1877, he left for Europe for a while. Okay. And then he came back. And then the next thing that happened was in 1906, he organized like the Gordon Cup. Um, which is like a yacht race thing. Okay. He like did a bunch of stuff in like the early 1900s for like racing and things like that. Okay. Um, the last thing I have is um, Bennett's controversial reputation has been thought to have inspired in the United Kingdom the phrase, 
Gordon Bennett as an expression of incredulity. So, huh. yeah, when I searched Gordon Bennett, uh, several of the things uh, were like, why do we say Gordon Bennett? Who was Gordon Bennett, the person na- that we named this phrase after? Not we, the publisher of the Tribune, we that's all say for sure. Gordon Bennett, but who was he really? I was like, we all what now? <laughs> what is this? So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I won't be surprised to learn if people from England are like, yep, that's definitely a thing we say. I think it's in place of God damn it, because Gordon Bennett is uh-huh. sort of like a, it sort of sound, yeah, has yeah. some of the same sounds and, 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 and syllables and stuff. Sure. But yeah. It's definitely something that they say, and it has its own Wikipedia page, Gordon Bennett, parentheses, phrase. So, wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. Uh, Taylor of the Times. I okay. could not find anyone named Taylor associated with the Times at all. Okay. Uh, Mr. Hurst, I didn't look up. Uh, Gammon, who owns the Sun? Meh, no, he doesn't. No. I couldn't find anyone named Gammon associated with the Sun at all, both with two M's or with one M. Um, so I think that these are fictional people. Um, yeah, because we already talked about the guy who owns the sun. Right, Day. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy who replaced him, who is also not named Gammon. What? So I think, I wonder if this is an anti-defamation thing, like where these guys are all at like a CD poker tournament and they couldn't get the rights to the actual people that did New York Times uh, and Sun and, stu- and, and uh, Tribune stuff. So they were like, well, Gordon Bennett... His reputation's not getting any going anywhere, but like the actual guy for the Times, let's not whatever. But what it comes off as is that Pulitzer is just lying to Van Wyck. Like this is Gordon Bennett of the let's say Tribune. Here's Taylor of the I don't know the Times. Now I want to rewatch this <laughs> and see how those act if those actors are like, yep, that's me, definitely, absolutely, hundred percent. That is the character I am playing. Or if they're a little bit like, yeah, that's not my name. I'm in on this joke. <laughs> um, I did. I also did some research into the guy that played uh, Gammon. Okay. Uh, because because uh, he's the only one who gets uh, who is credited as being played by anyone oh. or appearing in the credits at all. Okay. Uh, Taylor and Bennett are both uh, just not in the IMDb credits whatsoever, which oh. was also sort of weird. Huh. Um, so the actor that plays Gammon is named I M Hobson. Okay. I M. I M Hobson. I period M period. Okay. That's a wild name because it makes people. It makes me be like people probably called him Hobson a lot. Mm-hmm. So his top three. He was in a movie called The Hudsucker Proxy. Um, mm-hmm. It was That's... a popular movie. Was it now? It had Tim Robbins in it. It was quite popular, and it was called The Hudsucker Proxy. Uh huh. So I think it was a political movie. I'm pretty proxy sure. Proxy or prophecy? Proxy. Okay. For some reason, at the beginning, I was so flabbergasted by Hudsucker yeah. that I heard prophecy. I think I think there was an episode of The Simpsons called Sideshow Bob Roberts, where Sideshow Bob runs for mayor or governor. Okay. Um, that 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 is largely sort of parodying the Hudsucker proxy. What a terrible name for yeah. anything. He played board member. Oh, okay. He was in the 1982 movie version of Annie. Okay. He played Drake. Uh-huh. Um, He had songs on the soundtrack, so maybe he was a bad guy. Because okay. the songs are all like, uh, we're going to get you, Annie, or I'm going to make lots of money by stealing this kid, I think were the names of the songs. This is like the well-known yeah. movie version with... um. C- Carol Burnett. Burnett, yes. Yeah. I kept wanting to say Carol Kane, and right. I knew it was wrong. Right. Uh, Yeah. 
Okay. He was Drake in that. Uh, also, there's a rapper named Drake, and it's really funny to think of this old white dude as playing Drake in this uh, movie, Annie. He was also, um, weirdly, his character, his name was Hobbs uh, in this in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. Um, so this guy, the I am Hobbs. The Keanu Hobson. version? Yeah, the Keanu okay. version. Yep. He was Hobbs. I don't remember who Hobbs was, uh, but he has, he has a name, so I mean, like, he was probably someone. My guess is going to be a butler of some kind. Yeah, Hobbs, go fetch the blood. Yeah. And then he was in Barton Fink as Derek. So he was just doing it in what Barton is Fink. Barton Fink. So I, I included this fourth one in his top three because in a previous minute, I talked about the guy that played Weasel. Yes. As being in Barton Fink as well. Right. Okay. I knew I had heard it before. Right. And I said it was a Revolutionary War era Stanley Kubrick movie. Right. Oh, that's right. This is the one that we got confused briefly about who Stanley Kubrick and Stephen King are. Correct. Also, that Barton Fink is not that. Oh. Uh, the movie is called Barry Lyndon. That's the one that takes place in the Seven Years' War near Revolutionary Times. Barton Fink is a Coen Brothers movie about a playwright that moves to New York City and then goes slowly crazy. Big difference. Super Which big difference. was um, the guy who played Weasel actually in Barton Fink? Yes. Okay. He was, he was actually in Barton Fink. He was not, as far as I know, in Barry Lyndon, which uh, was made like 20 years before Barton Fink. Okay. So just wanted to quickly correct that. Uh, yeah, so um, this poker game is wild because none of the people that he says are people that actually existed, and also none of them get credit for any of Randy. Yeah, event. that's weird. Yeah. It's almost like they forgot that they were like, all right, we had this throwaway poker scene. Moving on. Back to the rally. Yeah. Can we talk about how he appears to be unable to identify any of them without putting his face just like right up in theirs? Yeah. Now, I'm assuming, so he wears glasses. Right. And the first time we see him, he's reading a newspaper with a magnifying glass. Right. So I'm guessing that we are to assume that he is extremely nearsighted. Right. But that's never directly addressed. Right. Other than the magnifying glass and him just putting his face just right up in. He has to like crouch down and get right up in these people's faces to identify them. Yeah. You know, uh, Lyndon Johnson was notorious for um, when he wanted his way, when he was trying to like put his, I think he, I think these are his terms, put his dick on the table, like to make people do what he wanted. Uh-huh. He would get like right there, like in your face. Okay. Um, And just be like. Listen, son, why don't you do what I'm telling you or whatever? Okay. It kind of feels a little bit like that kind of power move that Prolitzer is doing, where it's like, I mean, I, I think that it's probably mostly, I can't see who you, who are you? Taylor from the Times. Uh, no, sir, it's Tyler from the Tribune. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one second real quick. Okay. Was Pulitzer Joseph... One of the most famous people in history to have detached retinas was journalist, publisher, and politician Joseph Pulitzer. Oh, what does that mean? Both eyes became blind when he was in his 40s, but he was able to run his newspaper empire regardless. What year was he in his 40s? So he was born in 1847. So He was in his 40s. So this is actually really accurate. He was like 42 at this time. Yeah, his... His retinas, His retinas were, were in the process of detaching, and that's why he couldn't see anybody. Right. Or remember where anyone was from. Right. <laughs> no, just the first thing. Just the first just thing. Just the first thing. Wow. Also, this picture of him, he really looks a lot like Robert Duvall. Yeah? Yeah. I... You don't... Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you later. Yeah. But, yeah. Hmm. Like, they did a good job. Yeah. So, yeah. That, uh, that, that was one of my two notes, was about the eyesight. 
Okay. And I had meant to research that before you came over here, and then I completely forgot by the time I got to the end of watching this five-minute segment. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, I have David says, stop soaking the scabs, and then racetrack Race- says- <laughs> That's my other note. <laughs> what are we supposed to do to the bumps? Kiss them? <laughs> and I wrote classic racetrack. Yep, I wrote racetrack with heart eyes. We- I love him so much. I appreciate him so much more uh-huh. now than yeah. I ever have on- I've always appreciated him. Sure. You know, he's good comedic relief. But, like, I find myself really looking forward to the racetrack scenes in yeah. a way that I never have before. My last note is, hey, David, nice suit jacket. Mm-hmm. And I think I meant to write, is it your father's? Because it definitely looks like he's wearing his dad's coat. Yeah. They're all wearing, like, really ill-fitting suit jackets. Yeah. Um, Where did they all get them? They don't just have them. Does Klopman just have, like, an entire room full uh, of suit jackets? For if they have to appear in court? Oh, that's... No. You know, maybe. Maybe. I mean, is it... Did they... Re- do you think they would have had to regularly appear in court? Like, regularly enough that Klopman would have had various suit jackets on hand just in case? I mean, would they have gone to church? They clearly hold the nuns to, in high regard. I think regard. they go to the Church of Nuns with Bread. Right. I, like, I kind of get the feeling that, like... Yeah. The nuns probably do some kind of outdoor something for them. Huh. I wonder, I have to imagine that, like, they don't, they, I don't feel like they're, these clothes are theirs. No. But, so maybe Klopman or Meta, maybe they have, maybe Meta has costume stuff? That's possible. Toby the Candy Butcher had some extra ties? The worst. For things? Don't ask. All of the coats are full of licorice sticks. (laughs) Jack is wearing- Are these covered in blood? No. (laughs) Jack is wearing a gigantic- coat right like it's too big for him racetrack's wearing a too big coat spot is not wearing a coat but he's wearing a different shirt uh and racetrack also has a bow tie yes and it's so cute it's adorable i didn't i took notes on various people uh, i took notes on mush is wearing a really nice coat and and buttoned up shirt oh i didn't notice mush um i took notes on that and kid a blink has moment. a suit coat yeah yeah so we saw all... a lot of kid blink in this five minute section kid blink needs to calm down <laughs> yes <laughs> But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But like, dude, (laughs) goes to a concert and sings aloud, sings along so loudly that people are like, who's that guy? Yeah. Like, I can, like, like Mark Wahlberg at the beginning of the movie Rockstar, which I haven't thought of in a long time. uh, In the movie Rockstar, Mark Wahlberg goes to a concert of his favorite band Uh and is right up close on the stage and sings along so perfectly and so much better than the singer of the band. Oh, yikes. That the band, uh, the singer's leaving the band and they call him backstage to be the new singer of the band. Oh. So Jennifer Aniston was also in that movie. That sounds like it was probably not a great movie. Uh, It was not as bad as I made it sound. But it was still not great. It was like... Was it fun at least? I like, think was it was it a fun movie? I think it was fun. I think okay. it was sort of like... Like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if okay. sort of deal? And he probably had to learn a lesson about how, like, you know, achieving your dreams isn't everything if you don't have the people that you love or something. Right. Jennifer Aniston. Right. I'm assuming. Yeah. Now I want to watch that movie. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else for this minute. I don't either. Cool. It was mostly just my confusion about Pulitzer not being able to see and me just loving racetrack. Yep. So much. Yep. And this rally is kicking into full swing. It seems like it's going to be a big success. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Yep. 
really a lot of high times going on here. So we have a Twitter handle. It is at Newsies Minute. Individually, we can be found. I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm at Unabashed James. We have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Aaron and James. Where you can support us financially in this endeavor and future endeavors as well. A tease for tomorrow. I uh, my, Probably my favorite line of the whole movie happens tomorrow. So uh, join us tomorrow. But until then. Soak them for crutchy. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.